0: In May of 1990, the Hansa Carrier, a huge container vessel, encountered a severe storm in the South Pacific on its voyage from South Korea to the United States. A large wave swept 21 shipping containers overboard. Five of the containers held Nike shoes. About six months later, someone strolling along the Washington coast during an incoming tide found a Nike shoe washed up on the beach then another, and another. In the early months of 1991, Nikes began washing up along Vancouver Island, British Columbia, and then more Nikes showed up further north in Queen Charlotte Sound. The count rose and rose until it reached several hundred Nikes. Steve McLeod, a dedicated beach scavenger in Oregon, also began hauling in Nike Flotsam. McLeod's Cannon Beach apartment soon was packed with Nikes, which he carefully cleaned, dried, and debarnacled. His place resembled a shoe factory production line all the shoes now clean and wearable. The only problem was he couldn't make a lot of matches. Unfortunately, the shoes hadn't been tied together when they fell into the sea, and the pairs had parted ways. But McLeod, assuming that other beachcombers had made similar discoveries, managed to contact fellow scavengers quickly by word of mouth. The result, dozens more Nikes in Oregon, the majority being left-footed, and then someone noticed that the shoes bore serial numbers. The Nike Corporation at, at first declined to discuss The shoe flotsam eventually admitted that, indeed, their athletic shoes had fallen into the North Pacific. An insurance company investigated the accident. The owners of the Hansa carrier suffered similar embarrassment. Had the carrier secured the containers where they were stacked? Had the proper equipment been used to secure them? But for two marine researchers at the University of Washington, Jim Angraham and Curtis Ebensmeyer, the Nike spill represented a tremendous opportunity. This accidental flotsam and the recovery of approximately 1,300 shoes dropped into their laps, data they could not have planned better. The date, the time, the percentage of recovered shoes and exact location of the spill would allow them to test and calibrate their computer model of the world's oceans currents. Now this is important, a large number of shoes had beached on the Queen Charlotte Islands northwest of Vancouver Island. A large number also washed up farther south at Oregon beaches. Why had some Nikes headed into northbound currents, while others traveled on the southbound currents. The answer was very simple: the slight toe curvature of the shoes caused the right-footed shoes to tack northeastward into the Alaska current, while the left-footed Nikes tack slightly into the southeastbound California current. Eventually, Stephen Cloud put the word out and said, "Let's get these Nikes reconnected together." So they matched shoes, size for size, left to right. Organized a Nike shoes shoe swap and in one day the swap pair 1200 right and left shoes of the same size matched by serial number the pair went to whomsoever fit the shoe each year they say about 100 million cargo containers cross earth's oceans manufacturers of everything from barbie dolls to bmws hire shippers to navigate ocean waters between their factories and their retailers Container vessels carry an average of 4,500 shipping containers, ply the Pacific every day, each container being a size that fits snugly on one railroad car or one semi-truck. Most of their cargoes reach port safely, but as any importer can attest, disasters happen, and about 1,000 cargo vessels each year accidentally dump some or all of their cargo into the sea for an average of approximately 10,000 cargo containers per year falling into the ocean. 10,000 cargo containers of stuff dumps into the ocean. And so, you know, the question is asked, then where do all of this, where does all of this cargo end up? I want to introduce you to a term this morning. It's a term you may know, it's a term you may not know. Hopefully by the time you leave today, you're going to know. And the term is flotsam. Can you say that with me? Kind of a weird word, flotsam. By definition, what is flotsam? Flotsam is wreckage from a ship that is found floating. The part of the wreckage of a ship and its cargo found floating on the water. It is also, by definition, useless or discarded object, unimportant items, odds and ends. It can also be someone that is considered to be a vagrant, flotsam, flotsam. My definition that I came up with is this, useless wreckage that is floating haplessly along in the water. It's literally, and if you, you can have pictures of this, we may show some of them today, But there are places in the world, in the oceans, where there are entire massive garbage dumps, heaps of stuff that has fallen overboard that the currents just take and sweep them up until they end up in this massive oceanic garbage dump, flotsam, and this stuff just floats along. It's a conglomeration of a world of junk just gently floating along, gently floating along, along the ocean currents into a great big pile of mess flotsam flotsam just floats along it's carried about with this wind or that wind flotsam is moved along by something that you can't visibly see but there are literally unseen ocean currents that just take the garbage and the currents just carry the garbage along these different currents accidents accidental hapless congregating together with other useless pieces of wreckage floating the ocean currents together they go and the garbage just floats through the oceans the strong currents of the world's oceans just carry them along and i discovered that there are a massive number of different streams and currents that are in the ocean ways there is the gulf stream there is the labrador current the north equatorial current the counter current the south equatorial current the counter current the Current current the alaska current the california current and all of this garbage that falls off of these ocean going vessels end up in the water and ultimately a current takes them and they just all float in the same direction whichever way that the current happens to take them so we could ask ourselves the question what is it that connects all of the flotsam all of the garbage together and what connects all of the garbage together is that they all share the very self-same fate They have been tossed overboard due to a shipwreck, due to some kind of catastrophe, and they share the common fate. What would that common fate be? The common fate that all the flotsam shares is that they are just floating along, floating along. Wherever the current takes them, they go. Wherever the current leads them, they end up. Hapless, accidental, accidental catastrophes, no intention, no purpose. They just float along. Wherever the rest of the junk goes, that's where they go. Sounds kind of like the world that you and I live in. Sounds like in a lot of senses the mass of humanity just floating along. Whatever current takes me wherever, that's where I'm just going to end up, I guess. Just floating along. And they float along into Smoking Guns Tattoo Shop. And they float along into Primo Inc. Blowing hundreds of dollars on body art, marking them for life. You know, my grandfather had a tattoo, and I think it was a girlfriend he had when he was like 15 years old. By the time he was 70, it was nothing more than a blob on his shoulder blade. Floating along into Tobacco Den... Floating along over into White Oak Casino. Just floating along. You know, that's what we're doing. It's Friday. I got a paycheck. Can I tell you something? The house always wins. The house always wins. They're going to throw a bone. Somebody's going to win five grand or ten grand. But the house always wins. And they know that. That's why they're still in business. That's why so many people are blowing their paychecks while their children are at home without food on the table. But just floating along to the casino. You know, it's interesting to me, the sex education classes in our, our schools that are being taught, just distributing condoms and, you know, the generation, everybody's just kind of floating along. and It is what it is, you know. I was informed of this. I have not had the opportunity to confirm it nor deny it, but I do believe it is true from what I have I've heard at every single classroom in the Grand Rapids High School, as you walk in the door of that classroom, those little pieces of glass that are there, there's a little sticker there. And my, what I have been told is every single classroom in the Grand Rapids High School has an LGBTQ flag that's just placed on every single door of every single classroom. I've heard, and the masses are just floating along, just floating along. That's what everybody does. It's just the way that it is, you know. It used to be Sex in the City. And then it was House of Cards. And then it was Game of Thrones. And now just so you know it's been improved. There's a new program that out. There's new programming that's been new and improved. It's a program that's called Lucifer. That's scary. And, you know, it's, and for what some people said, you know, it's just really not all that bad. It's really not all that bad. It, that's just kind of how things work, though, isn't it? It's really not all that bad. I'm telling you what, I'm not watching any program that's called Lucifer. <laughs> have, 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 give no place to the devil. But, you know what? Preacher, you know, you're kind of out of date, the older that I get, you know. You're out of touch, Rev, and, you know, it's just what everybody does. It's what everybody's doing. You, you know, the world's mantra is just relax. You're too uptight. You know, just go with the flow. In fact, I would say this morning that it is the religion of the masses. Just flow with the flotsam. Whatever happens is going to happen. Go with the flow. It's a doctrine that teaches you, do what's best for you. Do what's simple. Worship at the altar of convenience. Don't do hard things. Just do what's easy. Bow down at at what's easiest for you, and that's all good. Don't struggle. Don't fight. Just, Just relax, and you know, just go with the flow. In fact, I would say the biggest cult in 21st century America, you want to know what the biggest cult is? It's the cult of easy. The religion of ease don't mess with me i don't want to wrestle i don't want to fight just leave me alone and let me float along and do my thing i'm going to share some quotes with you and these are unique quotes you may see them come up on your social media feed and they've come up different times the thing about them is if you're not discerning they sound really good okay they sound really good they sound very attractive here's let me let me share a few of those quotes and i quote No more expectations. That's a good way to have a good life. Have no expectations. No more expectations. Just going to go with the flow, and whatever happens, happens. It's going to go with the flow. Here's another one. Not everything will go as you expect in life. This is why you need to drop expectations and go with the flow of life. I mean, it sounds kind of good, I guess. Just go with the flow. Here's another one. Go with the flow. Force nothing. Let it happen. Trusting that whatever way it goes, it's for the best. Another one, life is a series of natural and spontaneous changes. Don't resist them. That only creates sorrow. Let reality be reality. Let things flow naturally forward in whatever way they like. This is the one that I found the most alarming, and I want you to know, anytime you hear these words, you need to have, like, your, you know, your antennas need to be up. The, the, the red lights need to go off. Here's the quote. Ready? Stop thinking. <laughs> Good things happen when you stop thinking, right? Not really. This is what it says. Stop thinking and just let things happen. Stop thinking and just let things happen. And Satan snickers maniacally. Ha, ha, ha. I got them right where I want them. Stop thinking and just let things happen. Just go with the flow. Well, we all know today that if you just float along, do you know where you end up? If you just float along, where does that flotsam that, that falls overboard? If it just floats, it ends up in a great big massive floating trash heap. That's where it, that's where it ends up. You, you know how a person ends up in adultery? They just float there. It's a little quiet here. I was hoping it would be a little louder. but. You know how a young Pentecostal loses her virginity? You just float along. Just go with it. Just, hey, whatever. You know how people end up on online fiascos? You just float there. How does a church musician raised in the power of the Holy Ghost end up on a bar stool somewhere? Let me tell you how it happens. You just float there. And it just, you know, it just happens. Just run with the crowd. Go along to get along. Don't fight it, man. Don't, Don't struggle with it. Don't go against the flow. Just do whatever's comfortable. And you float to the beach and float to the bar and can float to the movie theater and the dirty jokes and float to workaholism and float to more hobbies and float to indebtedness and just float along. Don't be judgmental. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat the details. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just go with the flow. Don't rock the boat. Just float with the flotsam. Oh, hallelujah. I got a good word from the Lord this morning, though. And I've got a word of encouragement for someone. I want to present a different alternative on the first Sunday morning of 2021. I've got an alternative in 2021. And that is you don't just go with the flow and float with the flotsam. You make up your mind, I'm getting in a ship. I'm getting in a ship that's going to rescue me uh, from the awful ways and the currents that will take me uh, to a trash heap uh, that will end in nowheresville. I want to get in the ship uh, that's going to take me somewhere because I'm not a nobody going nowhere. I'm a somebody that's been called by God to go somewhere in this life. I'm not just going nowhere. used to say he's a real nowhere man living in his nowhere land. Remember? I'm not a nowhere man going nowhere. Come on, I'm a somebody going somewhere in Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here this morning. And let me tell you what, nobody is going to get at that end destination called heaven and say, I wonder how I got here. Because you don't go to heaven accidentally. You go to heaven intentionally. You go to heaven because you made up your mind. I'm As for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. It may be a battle, there may be currents, there may be things I'm facing, there may be adversities, there may be currents that are trying to drag me in the wrong direction. But I'm not just in the world's oceans. The sea has not swallowed me up. But I've been rescued out of the angry sea. And there's a good God that's reached into that sea. And he picked me up out of the sea. And he rescued me out of the flotsam. And I'm not a nobody going nowhere anymore. I've been born again. I've been blood-bought. I've been spirit-filled. And I'm in the church of the living God. I'm in the ship. With the faithful. Because listen up, folks. A lot of people now want to hear this in 21st century America. But you're only in one of two places. You're either in the ship or you're in the sea. You're either in the church or you're in the world. There's no halfway, it's either one or the other. But I don't know about you. I want to be in the church, I want to be living for God. I don't want to just be going along to get along. I don't want to just be floating along with the currents of this world and this life that are going to take me nowhere swiftly, but I want to be in the Church of the Living God that has a destination that's going somewhere. This church is going somewhere. There's no church. There is no, there is no ship that's in the sea. It's just like floating along. like, what are you doing? You're a ship in the sea. What are you doing? Oh, you're just just kind of floating along. <laughs> Any ship that's in the sea, it's got a destination. It's going somewhere. Watch with me, Ephesians chapter two and verse one. And you have He quickened. The Bible says. In other words, we used to be dead in sin, but He made us alive. How many's thankful you're not dead anymore in sin? Aren't you grateful to God? Oh, hallelujah! I'm so thankful. You have he quickened, he said. You have he made alive. He, He resurrected us. We used to be the walking dead. But now, not anymore. We've been made alive. He said, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein, in verse number two, watch, in time past you floated. Oh, I'm sorry. You walked according to the course of this world. He said, You used to be dead in trespasses and sins and what were you doing? you were just floating with everybody else. You're just doing what everybody else is doing. You're living like everybody else was living. You just and, and I tell you what, as a sinner before I, I, I got saved, I didn't even really know any better. I believed in God. Yeah, I believe in God. You know, the devil believes in God. I believed in God. I didn't live for God, but I didn't know there was an alternative. And I was just doing what everybody... I was rocking and rolling with everybody else. I was partying with everybody else. I was just doing what everybody else was doing. I didn't know there was another way. But the Bible says, he quickened us. We used to walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the flotsam... In the children of disobedience, I'm not going to get all you know apocalyptic and conspiracy theory on, on you here this morning. I'm not going to get all black helicopter theories and all that. But do you know that there is a spirit that is just pulling the levers behind the world system right now? If you want to get discouraged, watch the media. You, you think all this insanity and all this craziness is all accidental? Come on, man. It's not accidental. There's someone behind the scenes pulling. You better believe they're pulling the, they, they are just, they are being played. They are being played. And when I was in the world, I didn't know I was being played. I thought I was just doing what everybody else is doing. Come on, man. You know, I believe in God, and while I'm smoking dope, and while I'm partying down, I'm living life, and I'm just doing what everyone else is doing. That's what he's saying right here among whom also we had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath as others. By nature, we couldn't help ourselves. It's just what we did. You know what sinners do? They sin. Sinner sin. That's what we do. That's what we we were just sinning. We were just living it up. We were in the flotsam. We were floating along, along the trash heap of life. We were gonna end up, our end destination was gonna be a big great, big floating river of garbage in the middle of the ocean. But notice what the Bible says in verse 4. But God, but God, who is rich in mercy. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he reached down into the flotsam and he picked us up out of the mess of this world and this life. God is so good that he said, I'm going to rescue you from your sins. He said, I'm going to extricate you out of that world that you've been in. You may not have known any better like none of us did. But God, I thank God for Calvary this morning. I thank God for the blood of the Lamb. I thank God for the goodness of God. I thank God that He loved me enough, not because I was deserving, but because He is good. Because of the goodness of God, God said, I'm going to rescue them. I'm going to pick them up out of the flotsam, out of the trash heap of life. And God found us on a bar stool And he found us in our mess. And he found us in our divorce. And he found us in our broken heart. And he found us in our messed up lives. And he loved us so much that he got down and dirty. And he said, I'm coming where you're at. I'll show up where you are. I'll pick you up. And I'll raise you up out of." all of that mess I think we ought to bless the Lord a little this morning you say why do I praise him I praise him because I know what I was I praise him because I know what I used to be but God but God there's no goodness in me other than the God that's in me There's nothing in my life of value other than the goodness that God exhibited in my life when he rescued me out of the flotsam. He rescued us, the currents that used to carry us to bitterness and unforgiveness. Come on, the currents that used to carry us to gang activity. Come on, the currents that used to drag us in to drug addiction. The currents, This, I thank God, this church is filled with drug dealers, former. <laughs> filled with them. We used to churches filled with ex-drunks, ex-fornicators, ex-messed up people. If you were looking for a perfect church, I'm sorry, you don't have it. But I tell you what you have. You have a church filled with people that have been changed by the power of God. They're not what they used to be. They're not what they used to be. They're new creatures in Christ. You want to know why they're up in these altars uh, acting like they're acting? Because you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know how good he's been to me. You don't know the pit he drug me out of. I've got to worship because he has rescued me. And I know better than anybody what my life used to be like. But Jesus rescued me. tell you how we have an excited church we have a powerful church if we keep doing that we keep seeing new people come in because I tell you what happens every time somebody new comes in and tears are streaming down their face as God works on them and they go into this tank behind here there's a tank behind here that's warm filled with warm water it's not scary but you can be baptized in Jesus name Oh, hallelujah. And every time we see somebody get baptized in Jesus' name again, and they speak in tongues like they did in the book of Acts, then when I see that, I go, unbelievable. It reminds me of what God did for me 33 years ago. We want to have a lively, spirit-filled church, uh, keep the mission of Jesus central. We need to keep reaching the lost. Jesus loves the lost. Come on, you're not too far from God that God can't do something for you devil's been lying to some of you. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Devil's been lying to some of you saying I've gone too far. I can't make my way back. You don't know where I've come from. The devil's been lying to you. The mercy of God it endures to a thousand generations and there's more than enough grace to cover your disgrace. There's more than enough mercy to cover your sin. There's more of God's goodness available that he can take your sins uh, and throw them into the sea of forgetfulness, uh, because He's a great God and He's greater than your sins. His miracles greater than your mess up. Oh, yes, it is. He rescued us. Before that, we were just floating along, self harm self-destructive habits before that we were two packs a day and killing our lungs and sucking up all of our money before that we were just floating along in self-centered living before that we were just floating in workaholism but jesus i wish i could sing man i want to sing Jesus rescued me. Jesus rescued me. Oh, hallelujah. What are you saying? I'm I'm saying, if you're not in the ship, man, I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Come on, if you're not in the ship, get in the ship. Come on, if you've not been born again of the water and the Spirit, you've got nothing to be afraid of. You have everything to gain, nothing to lose. Come on, if you've never got in the ship, you've never been born again of the water and the Spirit. Come on, Jesus will wash away your sins and fill you with joy unspeakable and full of glory. The half has not yet been told. Come on, Jesus will do that for you. If you're not in the ship, get in the ship. And if you're in the ship, can I preach to somebody, stay in the ship. If you're in the ship, don't ever get out of the ship. Our only hope in the angry sea is to be in the ship and stay in the ship. My only hope with the crashing waves and the destructiveness of an ocean that wants to gobble me up and drown me in destruction is that I'm in the ship and I'm going to stay in the ship. Come on, I'm not going to hear the siren song. That wants to get me out of the ship If you're in the ship Stay in the ship Stay in the ship Young person stay in the ship Come on don't let the world Tempt you out of the ship Come on struggling young couple Stay in the ship Come on if you're struggling with sin Keep on struggling Until you win don't give up Come on, you're not going to hear condemnation from this preacher. Listen, you're not going to hear judgment from this church. Because, but for the grace of God, there go I. You're not going to hear judge. In fact, the the way you can measure the temperature of someone's spirituality is if you see a brother overtaken in a fall, you which are spiritual, you which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, uh, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. You want to know who's spiritual? The person that's spiritual is the one that's in the redemption business. Uh, We're not here to condemn. Uh, We're not here to accuse. Uh, We're here to help. Uh, There's a reaching down hand that wants to pick you up out of your condition because he loves you so much and that's the spirit of Christ and that's the spirit of the church Jesus stay in the ship whatever you do don't ever get out of the ship oh my goodness and if you got out of the ship get back in the ship my goodness we're just we're letting the, the, the rescue boat out. We're, we're letting the ladder down. Get back in the ship. And when you get in the ship, get all the way in the ship. Come on. Ride a bike. Ride a horse. Ride in a car. But whatever you do, don't ride the fence. Come on, don't ride in the fence. If you're going to get in the church, get in the church. Stay in the church. Don't ever get out of the church. Stay in the church. I was at the funeral. I never will forget. It was the most, one of the most unique funerals I'd ever been to. And um, no preacher particularly enjoys funerals, but it comes with the territory. And um, it was a community center west of here. And I remember going into that community center preparing for this funeral, and we had had discussed with the family the arrangements and what was going to be. And the weirdest thing happened in this this memorial service because there was a massive amount of people that when they came walking in the doors, they had their guitars and their guitar cases with them. I mean, like 20, 25 people. And I'm like, man, we got like a sing-spiration getting ready to break out at this funeral. And so one of these groups... They they came over to me and they were country western singers and they looked at me and they said uh, we're going to sing today. And in case you know that's not normally how it works, <laughs> I'm thinking oh, no, you're not going to sing, <laughs> not unless the family wants you to sing. In which case you can sing till the cows come home. That's fine. So I smiled and I said, well, I, you know, I need to um, I need to check with the family see if that if that's what they would like. And so I did. I approached the family, let them know that there had been an offer made, and. Um, all these country-western singers were there, and, and they said, no, we kind of got it all set, and that's good. So the funeral was going, taking place, and people were, people were, somebody was getting up to sing, somebody had played something, and another person, it was their turn to say something in the funeral about the deceased, and they stood up. And about the time they stood up, nobody else in the entire place would have recognized it had you not known, because these people were professionals. They stood up about that time with their guitars, and they just began to sing right in the middle of the funeral. And I never will forget the song that they began to sing, and it may be familiar to you. I'm not really, I guess, a huge country guy, but some of you may know the song. And they, they stood up and they began to sing. We're just tumbling with the tumbleweeds, tumbling with the tumbleweeds, tumbling. And I'm freaking out because they just hijacked this funeral. <laughs> and they're tumbling with the tumbleweeds. And they sat down, guys guys stood up, and nobody, you could tell they were quintessential professionals. Can I tell you something today? I am not a tumbleweed. Mhm. Mhm. Just wherever the wind just blows us, like a Texas wind just blows us from one place to the other place and a tumbleweed just bounces around. In a tumbleweed, I'm just a tumbleweed. Bro, I ain't no tumbleweed. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm not just floating along. Whatever wind of doctrine can blow you this way, and then it blows you that way. And the writer said, be not carried about with diverse doctrines. We're not, we are not tumbleweeds. We are not nobody's going nowhere. We are somebody's going somewhere. Because we have a destination in Jesus Christ. And I'm in the ship. I'm in the ship. I'm not in the flotsam. I'm in the ship. I'm in the ship. there's no ship out on an ocean somewhere that's just kind of like floating. It's just, what are you doing here? I'm just floating. No, if you're in a ship on an ocean, man, you're going somewhere. You have a destination. The ship is going somewhere. This ship of Zion that I am in, it's not floating. It's fighting. Woo, 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 woo. Man, the battle stations. Come on, church. Come on. We're not one of those sissy churches. Some of us need to get off off our bumpkins. Huh? Well, it's just... It's the first Sunday of the year. I'm just kind of tired, Rev. Kind of tired today. Come on, you want to go somewhere in God? You don't float there. Mm. I'm talking about a vigilance. Come on, Church of the Living God. I'm talking about a vigilance. Some of us need to do like Samson did. The Bible says he shook himself. And when he shook himself, the power of God came upon him again. And the anointing came upon him again. You say, that's Old Testament. Let me give you a New Testament. Stir up the gift that lieth in you. Stir up the gift that lieth in you. That's right. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because sometimes it's like... You know a a, a good iced tea. Some of y'all drink that sweet tea. Man, that stuff's killer. Your teeth fall out with one cup saturated in six cups of sugar. But you know what? If you leave that sweet tea in the fridge, you leave it in there for a week, and you go to take a sip, all of the good contents, they floated down into the bottom of that thing. But, oh, you got to get a spoon. You got to stir it up. Sounds kind of like our relationship with God. Well, Rev, I went to church, you know, last Easter. I mean, what, what, what more do you expect? I went to church last Easter. Well, no wonder. No wonder you're struggling. Come on. There is a vigilance in living for God. We're in the old ship of Zion. Come on. We are a fighting spiritual apparatus. Come on, church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God. We are going somewhere. Are we fighting some battles? Sure we are. But I read the back of the book, and the back of the book says that we win. I'm on the winning side. I'm on the winning team. I'm going somewhere in Jesus. I'm not just going to float along and go along to get along. Because I'm in the church of the living God. The ship resisting the harsh elements. The ship pushing back the pressure of the sea. The ship preserving life in an inhospitable environment. Can somebody say amen? Inhospitable environment. Come on. Anybody besides me sick of COVID? I'm sick of it. Uh Uh-huh. And it's not, it's not just the pandemic, it's the politics of the pandemic. I mean, I, can, I mean we could let's just deal with the pandemic, but you can't who's telling the truth, man? Everybody's got a different version and variation, and and a bunch of lying media out there lying to us, and every day everybody's lying, and there's pressure. Do you realize the massive they're saying the battle that Americans are facing, the world is facing right now? Do you know the greatest battle we're facing? Is anxiety. Because you know why? If I pipeline into my life this media, that's why I've just cut a lot of it out. I like to be informed. I like to be educated until it gets to like it is right now. And then it's like I'd rather be ignorant. Because all they're doing, they got, listen, if you're not careful, they're going to get you on puppet strings. It's true. They're going to have you on puppet strings. You're going to be on puppet strings. You're going to be so full of things. Oh, what's going to happen? man What's going to happen with the election? Oh, what's going to happen here? Oh, my goodness. Communism is going to take over. Maybe it will. I don't know. I don't know. What are we going to do? Freak out about it? What are we going to do? Have an armed uprising? (laughs) Thank you very much. That's what we do. That's right. The battle that we're fighting is not against flesh and blood. And we have got to remember. Listen, I'm a patriotic American as much as anybody in this building. But what we are battling is not flesh and blood. We're not battling Democrat party, independent party, Republican party, this group and that group. Let me tell you what we're battling against. We're battling against spiritual things that have been unleashed in our world today. And whoever is the president, whatever that is going to end up. We have got to be a church that says we're going to love Jesus, we're going to have revival and we're going to keep the sea out of the ship. We're not going to let the sea invade the ship. No, I'm in the ship of Zion What matters is the revival that God wants to give us And the revival that is destined for us Whatever happens in politics is going to happen But the church is going to go on Until the trumpet sounds and God sends us home May the church be in a state of revival Jesus Oh hallelujah Can you lift your voice with me and let's thank God together. Oh, hallelujah. Help us to be the church. Help us to be the church. Help us to be the church. Help us to be the church, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for the ship. Once in a while, we need to just kind of like close our eyes and feel the rough gopher wood. Maybe our hands are black with pitch, but we say thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I'm Thank God. I'm in I'm in the ship. And I look around in the ship and you know what? I got fellow sailors and I got fellow saints in the ship with me. Come on, we're not in this thing alone. I know this pandemic has tried to divide us. They got this thing called social distancing. Can't wait until it's 100% over. But let me tell you what we cannot afford. We cannot afford emotional and relational and spiritual distancing. We got to link up together and say, thank God I'm in the ship. And I got, look, at I got my fellow sailors, my fellow saints of God. We're all in the ship of Zion together. And we're going somewhere together. 2021, whatever happens, let it be a year of revival. And what do you say? We do it together. The strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. Come on, e pluribus unum, out of many, we are one. United we stand, divided we fall. If we don't stand together, we don't stand at all. What do you say we link arms together and say, Oh God, hallelujah, be with us, lead us, guide us, because we're on the ship, and we have fellowship. Fellowship fellowship Let me tell you what happens if you don't have fellowship. You get weird. That's right. You get weird. <laughs> so you get all these brand new ideas. Ding ding ding. That's why you need a ship. You need some people that'll normalize you. <laughs> I need a ship. I'll turn into a grade-A weirdo without Jesus and without God's people. We're going to get our Sunday night back. It's going to happen. Don't you get too used to this. Don't you get too used to this. I mean, Sunday, this is awesome. But the old flesh would be like, man, that's kind of nice. We'll get too used to it. We're getting our Sunday night. Because I read somewhere in that Bible where it said, even so much the more uh uh-huh. We need more, not less. We need more revival. Come on, we need more prayer. We need more fasting. We need more connecting together. I feel the Holy Ghost. This is the this has been the best Sunday of the year. Woo! <laughs> We're one for one. <laughs> this ship is a holy ship. It's a holy ship. It's a holy ship. You know why? Because it's keeping the seawater out. It's saving me from the sea. Because if the sea gets in the ship, the ship goes down. If the world gets in the church, the church is going to go down. Come on, they're, they're, they're going to make fun of you. You get used to it because we're counterculture, and we're not afraid of that. Amen. We're the Acts two thirty eight people. And we love. Then Peter said, to repent and be baptized. in the, in the name of Jesus Christ received the gift of the Holy Ghost." We love that, but. But we're also the Acts 2.39 people. With many other words, he testified and exhorted, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Save yourselves from this untoward generation. That apostolic preacher that preached 38 also preached 40. And he said, Whatever you do, don't let the world get in the church. Don't let the sea get in the ship. Because if the sea gets in the ship, it'll sink the ship. What does that mean? The church, the ship, acts different than the world. The, the, The church, the ship thinks different than the world. The church Talks different than the world. The church loves different than the world. It entertains different than the world. The ship treats people different than what the sea does. Because we have been delivered from the flotsam and from the raging seas. And we have been saved into the ship. The ship is a holy ship. Thank God. This ship has a captain. Thank God for a great leader that's leading us. Hebrews 2 and 10 says that Jesus is the captain of our salvation. We've got a captain on the bow of this ship. His name's Jesus. And he's going to lead us through the angry wind and waves. He's going to take us through the storm. Because we've got a captain that's leading us. We ought to thank God today that our captain Jesus is leading us to the other side. Friend, we're not just floating. The saying says it like this Some people make dust And some people eat dust we got to make up our mind with the help of God I don't want to eat dust I want to make dust Come on What's that mean? That means that every one of us Under the sound of my voice here this morning We need to do our part We need to do our part, every one of us To make sure this ship is seaworthy. Come on, every one of us got to do our part to make sure this ship is seaworthy. So, let's just serve warning here this morning. What is that? If you floated in 2020, it's time to stop floating. Pastor, you're preaching so good this morning. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Where's my little Amen button? If you floated in 2020, that's fine. You need to look back at 2020 and say 2020, bye-bye. Bye-bye, 2020. Come on, some people you maybe you had despair. Maybe you're trying to figure out how to navigate this, but this is a new day and it's a new season. Come on, we've got fresh direction for 2021. And that is that we're not going to float along. We're going to make sure the ship is seaworthy. Come on, we're going to pray up. God, give us a prayer life in 2021. I'm talking about every day. Do it your way. Do it how you do it. But every day, I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to pray up. I'm going to be revived in the spirit. I'm going to get a touch of God on my life. Come to church every service. That's vitally important. But i got to have more than just my Sunday. i got to have my time with Jesus every day. And that's really good preaching right there. Every day I need my time with Jesus. I need my time of prayer. I'm going to pray up, uh, have a prayer life. I'm going to have a walk with God. I'm going to be in the Word of God this year. Amen. We've got people in church here that read their Bible through last year. And I congratulate them. Listen, we've got so much technology available. We got U version where you can literally, you can get ten different translations. Every single day you can hit play. I try to wake up every morning going to my U version and turning that that Bible on and listening to it. That's the first thing I want to do in the morning. I'm hearing the Word of God. I'm hearing the Word of God. And here we are, January. What is today? The second, third? January the third. Guess what? You can start. And I'm not saying that, you know, like the, the bread program, that's not the only way to do it. But All I'm saying is, oh, what do you say? Let's be in the Word of God this year. Let's be studying the Scripture. Let's be reading the Scripture. Let's be interested in the Scripture. Let's be students of the Word of God. Let's, let's be reading up the Word of God in our lives. Praying up. Reading up. You say, well, pastor, I like food. I normally don't miss a meal. In fact, well, I do have break fast every morning. I have an extended fast every night. I go to bed and I wake up in the morning and I break my fast with break fast. Yeah, quite a sacrifice, isn't it? I didn't get up at 3 in the morning to get a treat. I fasted. I fasted all night. No, but you know what all of us need? Like I said, my own worst enemy, you know what it is? It's this flesh. But you know what? In fact, I'm going to say this. If you're struggling with an addiction in your life and you haven't broken it, my first question is, are you fasting? Give it a try. Because you know what? This, this, this part of our nature that is resistant, that is obstinate, and we all have it. We all have it. So that time of fasting is when I say, okay, God, I'm crucifying this flesh. I'm mortifying this flesh. And, Lord, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek after you. God, I'm going to seek after you. I'm going to seek after you to help me. You know, we've got a tremendous opportunity Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, a time of prayer and fasting where we can seek the Lord. And let's see, what do you say we see what God will do in that time? You can come. I'm done. Music, I'm done. What's my message? And I'm, I'm all done here. What's my message? Here's my message. We cannot float through 2021. We can't do it. We can't float through 2021. Wow, well, whatever, you know, I've been depressed. I've been really depressed. And I understand. There's a lot of people that have been. I understand. But listen, we cannot just give in to these feelings. We cannot just give in and just wake up and just I'm just gonna float. I'm just I'm just gonna, you know, whatever happens gonna happen. We can't. We can't do that. Listen, God gave you the Holy Ghost. God gave you the Word of God. God has put so much into your life, you have to resist. You have to resist. You know what the boat is doing all day? It's resisting the seawater. It's resisting the seawater. Because if the boat doesn't resist the seawater, the seawater crashes in and the boat sinks and the people die. But the boat is pushing. It's pushing against the currents. Oh, it's pushing against the currents. It's pushing against the currents. I'm going to close with this. You know the thing is, the whole idea of hell. You know what? The vast mass of people, you know the mass of people, you know how many... uh, I don't want to be the bearer of bad tidings, but it's true. There's a lot of people that are lost without God, and there are going to be people that wake up in hell. And you know what they're going to say when they wake up in hell? They're going to say, well, you know what? I, never, I, I didn't choose necessarily to come here. The vast mass of people won't choose to go to hell. Listen, they'll just float there. They'll just float. They'll just float. But heaven will be full of people who fought the current. the current. They went against the current. They went against the flesh. They went against the world because the captain of their salvation was bidding them forward in the ship. Don't give in to it. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Don't ever let go. Don't ever let go. Fight the good fight of faith. And So we make up our mind today. I'm either going to float with the flotsam or I'm going to fight with the faithful. And what do you say, church? Stand together on your feet today. What do you say we fight with the faithful? That means a prayer life in 2021. That means the Word of God in our lives in 2021. That means personal growth in 2021. That means goals in our life in 2021. That means being what God wants us to be in 2021. That means fasting with the church this week in 2021. That means being the church of the living God. Come on, we're not just going to float, but we're going to fight. And I tell you where we're going to begin that fight in 2021. We're going to begin that fight right here in the altars. Yeah, we are. We're going to begin that fight right here in the altars. And I want to encourage you, come, come, come. Amen. We're going to begin that fight in these altars today. Amen. It's a new year. It's a new day.